Hello and welcome. This is Puneet Surana and you are listening to the Galata podcast. Galata is a word from the Indian language Kannada that means the noise caused by a ruckus. This podcast is about starting up while we are still in college, testing ideas, creating a team, building something worthwhile and adding value to other people's lives. Join us as we discuss the thrill of earning your first buck tackling uncertainties overcoming obstacles and delighting others most of all the galata podcast is about seeing understanding and implementing so you can deliver on your audacious promise with us today we have somebody who started off in the jaws of mumbai he has been a fighter throughout in fact he started his survival stint even before he was born <laughs> and he goes on to survive through his college where he has to put up with a lot of chaotic and distressed environment that he had to go through it doesn't end there in fact it's just the beginning of the big fights that is about to take on till a point that he's kicked out of a college saying he will not become an entrepreneur at all to fast forwarding to 20 years now that he has been published as an entrepreneur with a company that has over 85 million dollars of business but more than that i believe he's somebody who gets kicked out of surviving through things yes. ladies and gentlemen join me in welcoming rahul narwekar happy to be here i love the color of your mic <laughs> it's yellow <laughs> a question that i usually ask my guess at right at the start is how is it like growing up in your childhood around the dinner table so we never had a dinner table we used to sit on the floor because our house was a chawl in mumbai but i remember at some point inspired by some picture or something we saw in the movies my dad actually made a small dining table but the dining table was such that it was no chair it was a table so in hindi we call it a bakra bakra we used to sit on the floor and eat on that table for some time so we thought it's very cool that we're sitting on the floor but of course the food is on the table but typically i have my memories of childhood have been sitting on the floor and eating that's how we used to eat in that growing up in chawl it was great fun but it was more of a community living so i remember just the opposite house was the maharashtrian family i used to call the lady i i still call her i which means mom and they had uh, seven girls and one boy so eight children but every sunday they would make something called komdi vade chicken and this vada and i was the guy who would go and eat first because that was my favorite and anywhere like you know you would in the evening just ask anybody kya bana so if you find something good you go and eat it in somebody's house somebody comes to your house and eats it was great fun it was great I, and i missed that part now the whole community feel you are all living together you're sharing things you're in and out of people's houses you're talking chatting i think that part is now missing in today's world because you're talking about your bachpan and your childhood who did you look up for inspiration dirubhai ma for me and for a lot of us at that time he was the guy because dirubhai ambani opened my eye to the world of a possibility that yes it's possible for me to also have those dreams and achieve and the thing i remember about dirubhai is he's always be smiling he'd always have this mischievous laugh in his eyes and it looked like he didn't give a damn so he was in this most of the time i remember him the pictures i remember is him in a push shirt and normal trousers right. looking like a average guy so if he could do what he did one thing that really made a difference to you was how you managed to read through so many books how did that happen where did that drive to read books come about and i always say that every time something bad has happened to me something awesome has come out so the first thing i remember is for some reason i had a fight with all the kids in my neighborhood chawl mein nobody would talk to me. so i would come back from school and i have nobody to talk to they would all play separately they would ignore me nobody would look at me so i became very lonely and i had nothing to do and when i was growing up there was no ipad or nothing to do right 
So either you go and play with other kids or there's nothing to do. That's true. So because I had nothing to do, I chanced upon a Marathi Bible lying at home, which I started reading out of sheer boredom and found it very fascinating. So I realized I loved the story. Then I wanted more stuff to read and luckily there was a Radhiwala across the road who had great English language content. And because I didn't know English that well, my school was very small. My school was Sardarni Pratap Singh Janta Vidyalaya. Mm-hmm. And I used to call it SPSJV. Because Janta Vidyalaya didn't cool. sound so cool, right? <laughs> but I remember I started with comics. The usual, Chacha Chaudhary, all of that. But the advantage of comics was it had pictures and dialogue. So I could sort of learn English on my own. And even now there are certain words where I have now discovered that oh, I thought it means this, this doesn't mean this. Okay. It's okay. And then from comics I shifted to magazines. And luckily for me the magazines were Time Magazine, Newsweek, Life, Fortune, Society, Outlook, India Today. I, I grew up reading all this. And this is before the age of Google. So because I was reading all this, I had a lot of information. And then subconsciously, consciously, because I was reading a lot of novels, my answer sheets in school and college used to have a storyline format. It used to have a start, a middle and an end. Wow. So, so my same. answer sheets would get read in class. Beautiful. And that's the reason. So I remember still, uh, I was in Somaya, KJ Somaya College, first year BA. I had uh, economics and political science as subjects and I'd never attended a class of political science and I remember there was this question which was about India's Panchil policy. So the Panchil policy was very simple that as one of the policies, tenets which was Jawaharlal Nehru, India would never interfere in a neighboring country's affairs and everybody read the textbook which was old and we said we have never interfered. So I wrote the textbook answer, but then I put a bracket and said, by the way, we have broken this tenet. IPKF went into Sri Lanka. So in a way, we have interfered in this other person. And I had, of course, read about it in Time Magazine. So I put the whole thing down with facts and figures. As the only kid, of course, the professor was blown away. My answer sheet was read in class. And they said, who's this guy? Nobody knew because I'd never attended a single class in political science. <laughs> but again, because I was doing all this, I was given a lot of liberties. And then I moved to KC College. I did a project report which was on fluctuating currency, effects of fluctuating currency on India's foreign trade. And the professor actually thought that I had copied it from somewhere. So I was called and I explained everything to him and he was blown away. I had also done another report for political science which said how data is going to change the face of politics in India. And to my surprise, that report found its way to the BJP office in Mulund. And I was called to that office and asked to explain what I meant. And when I did the explanation, they said, we can give you a scholarship if you be with us. But somehow at that time, I was not in that zone where because I was a salesperson. I was selling. I had the time and I didn't feel very comfortable getting into that structure. So I exited. But I remember these are early influences, if you can say. So literally, your school and your graduation was books. And the reading that you actually went through. Yes. Except mathematics. That was tougher. <laughs> While you were still in the college that you mentioned, you recycled your shoes. No, I had no option. So when I got into 11th standard, which is first year junior college, I didn't have shoes to wear to college. And because my hands and my palms and my feet, they sweat a lot. I can't wear chapels because it's tough to walk in chapels. So I was looking for shoes and my neighbor, Bobby, had discarded his shoes in the garbage and I picked them up and I got them recycled. And I used to be honestly ashamed of wearing those shoes because it was very apparent that they were recycled shoes. So it was very so evident. It was very evident. And that is when I learned, read this article which says uh, in society, if I'm not mistaken, that Ratan Tata had gone for somebody's funeral and his shoes were stolen and these were 20,000 rupee shoes. And I thought it's a printing mistake because I could not fathom that a pair of shoes could cost 20,000. So I went to somebody senior and he said, yes, and then the brand name stuck with me. It was called Bali, B-A-L-L-Y. And I told myself, I put that cutting and I pasted it on my cupboard and I said, the day I make money, I'm going to hold not one but two pairs of Bali, which I did eventually. But and I, in fact, the joke is I was in Tokyo recently. So I went shopping. Guess what did I buy? Oh, okay. <laughs> you bought a Bali wallet? Wow. So. At the same time in your college, you had got a date offer. And this is like a complete other side of you. 
So I'll tell you what, I, I mean, never got into a relationship because I was under the assumption or the, my belief was that first I want to do something in life and then I'll get into this. So there was this girl, I mean, I would not want to name her at this forum, but I got a date with her. And date, of course, in those days was very simple. You had two, there were two tickets taken for a movie. One was with her, the other was sent to me. I was told that I go in the hall and sit and she would come and quietly sit next to me. Like a blind date. You didn't know you didn't no, know. I knew her. But again, this, this is a very conservative time, right? 1989, 90 ki baat So I came home to my chawl and I said, I have this date, but I don't have the money to go for this date. And I'm not going. All my chawl ka neighbors got very upset. No, no, you should go. I said, I don't have good clothes. I have my shoes are recycled. So within minutes, somebody came and gave me their Reebok shoes. So the big thing in those days to wear Reebok. Somebody gave their jeans. Somebody came and ironed istri ka shirt diya. And 500 rupees got collected. They pulled in the and they gave me and said try not to spend it but even if you spend it it's fine the joke is two years two three years after that when i was in kc college i had to drop out because i could not afford to pay 525 rupees as fees and that time nobody helped me i got this insight in human technology and i, when I later met these people i told them i said boss camino tell me even if I, that date would have been successful and i would have blown that 500 bucks but there, people thought it's a path forward. That if Rahul dates this girl, she's super rich. It's something possible. My paying for my college fee, nobody saw any growth. I don't know what they didn't see. You started working really early, didn't you? Yeah. How, how old were you when you had your first job? And what was it? When I did my first formal job, that was uh, 11th standard. That was your first formal job? That was the award boy. That was the first job. I did a lot of things. I used to work in a chocolate factory during vacation. I've sold crackers. I've sold watermelon in the streets. I've done various odd jobs. Tell me, what was it like when... You earned your first penny or first rupiah. So I don't think, I don't even remember when was the first time. Honestly, I think why? Because growing up, that was the done thing. It's not that I was the exceptional kid who was doing this. Okay, all of us used to hustle. Because I remember when I got to college, my pocket money was one rupee. And wo bhi rozdi okay. And my friend who used to go with me, Nikki, he used to smoke. And I remember we were in SIWS college, so Vadala. So first day we went via Harbour Line and then it said that you get down at Matuma station and walk till Vadala. So the moment we would get off at Vadala station early morning about 8 o'clock, he would take that one rupee for me and buy a cigarette. Just to hold in hand to look cool. And he would carry that the whole day. And now <coughs> that one rupee is gone. You like it only oh. when somebody's very into you. Okay. Otherwise, you hold it because you don't have money even for cigarettes. I never used to smoke, by the way. But he used to take money from me and buy cigarettes. And then you walk till college. You have no money for eating or breakfast. And then I realized that if you are the time pass item of the group, people will pay for you. So very quickly, I jumped from reading Time and all this boring stuff to reading gossip magazines, to reading Stardust and Star and Style and all those magazines. And suddenly, I had a lot of gossip data on me. And because I was the guy who would entertain people by talking about things they had never heard of. So again, junior college, Kati. So that was like a cake. So Rahul Chal, let's go to canteen because Rahul is time pass. I would say, boss, you don't have money in my canteen. Somebody would buy me a badmaska, somebody would buy me a cutting chai, somebody would buy me some stuff. So quickly I realized that if you become the time pass item of the group, people would pay for you. That happened when people started take paying for my movie tickets. And then I, I realized that even in sales, to be able to sell, you need to be able to entertain people. And you have to connect with people within that personality. So I remember once I had gone with Kalpana Andy to meet uh, a senior justice. His name was Vinubai Bhairoya, Justice of the Supreme Court, I think, from the Gujarat bench. And Andy was talking to about some foundation she was building. And I started chatting with his son outside. And after an hour, when they came out, they saw me chatting. His son said, oh, he's interesting because he knows so much. Daddy knows this, that. So the justice Bhairoya started chatting with me. And I started talking to him about various things. And he said, how come you know so much about so many things? You know something about everything. I said, I read. And I realized that. And honestly, when I went into his apartment, this was the Saran building in Nariman Point where all the justices had stayed. I also realized that I was not very intimidated to go into that surroundings. I was naturally there. Although my life was very different. Two things, because of my reading habit, I was already virtually living in that world. The world of? Of the rich, the famous, the influential. Okay. 
I could talk with the senior most people almost like an equal. Okay, at that time, my job, if I remember correctly, was I was a sales executive, bottom of the pyramid. But I could chat with the chief justice candler level person. Because already reading about their... I was in that zone. I was not there physically, but I was in that zone. So I could sit and comfortably talk. And once I started talking, my confidence was high because I knew my stuff. And they would also treat me like that. And then I started building on that. So I became very comfortable in... So I was the one who was comfortable walking into a, a senior person's cabin and just chatting. And that's how I built my network. Network is the key. Well, one thing that really concerns me hmm. is that our current generation that have gone through college, they have filled hard disks, but the libraries are empty. And just the fact that you've been reading through hmm. and learning has had such an amazing impact in your entire growth story. I think that if one or two listeners listening to this would pick up and start reading, probably that could be the game changer for them. And there's a difference and, I, and, and at some point I also got hooked onto the Netflixes of the world. See, the difference I see between books and video content or fiction is in a book, you read the words and you visualize and your visualization might be different from the visualization of the author. Okay, and every individual visualizes the same content differently. Whereas in a TV, it's a visualization of the director of a scriptwriter's words. So then it limits you. Your imagination gets very limited because he's already visualized. Like Sacred Games. I read the book and then Anurag and Vikramaritya have directed it in a certain way. And when I think back, what I had visualized the book as, the web series is completely different. So books, if you read books as watching documentaries or movies, books help your imagination so. Same book you can read different times and find different meanings there. There, you go into depth, you go into meaning. Where is it's active. Whereas watching a video or a documentary or a movie is passive. So that part of your brain shuts down because you're just observing. So it's very passive. And if you keep doing that over a period of time, it becomes your day. Such a valuable point. Let's fast forward a little. Talk about the experiences you had when you were making sales and you were funding your college education through the sales that How was it? I was funding my life with that. So the great part about sales is it teaches you hustle. So first job, when I was doing that, I remember our office was Kalagoda. From Kalagoda, we would walk down to VT station to go and do sales call. And first five, seven days of getting your salary, you are eating at Sardar Pavaji Because you can afford to spend, I think that time it was 20 bucks or whatever for a Pavaji Extra Makkhan market, extra power, all of that. And then you slowly move to the Junka Bakar Kendra where you get, uh, used to get, I don't know if you still do, two pav and a watery curry for 50 paise. State government funded scheme. So then you eat that. And then of course you crave the power. So then you want to make some commissions. Then that is an added incentive for you to go and sell. It sharpens your focus. And hunger is a very powerful incentive. And then the, the other part of sales is you start understanding people. Because as you keep doing it and because of this powerful motivation, you want to do better conversions. So you start observing people. That's one. That, and, and some salespeople will know whether they can do a sale here or not do a sale. It teaches you how to be a great communicator. It teaches you to connect with people very quickly because you have that limited window to make that case. And that is what has helped me throughout life. And also, a salesman has to be a born optimist. Right. You have to be able to take rejection. You know it's not personal. Because people by default are very rude to salespeople. Okay? Uh, it is not a very respected profession even now. Because most people think, oh, salesmen are only snake oil salesmen. That's not true. But if you're able to do that, it teaches you to be shameless. You learn to zone out 
all the negativity and just focus on your prospects so as i tell everybody everybody should do sales at some point in life so the day my son finishes schooling i will want him to do one year of sales it will transform you as a person i made my sister do eureka forbes after her engineering she did it for 6 months but she changed as a person after doing eureka forbes because and i think that's the best job in the world as a, as a learning experience because you are waking up at 7 in the morning going and knocking on people's doors and getting doors slammed at you people yelling at you all day in day out it's a lot of hard work you know eureka forbes sales person is very hard work once you do it it changes you as, as a person so that's what i did i didn't do eureka forbes but i did the same thing because my time there was ceasefire portable fire fighting equipment you've stuck on to sales throughout your life in one way or the other and i think everyone is a salesman what you are doing to this podcast is sales you might be selling yourself you might be selling a product you might be selling an idea a concept a political party everything is sales if you want somebody to marry you you are in a do effect doing a sales pitch right so sales is everything this sales trade led you to start a company called yash advertising was that the first company you started off and how was the experience like So running from a salesperson to an entrepreneur. As I said, honestly, at that time it was we never thought of it, sir. That was just right. a way to write a bill, right? So as I said, I don't sit and analyze things too much. I just do them. So and especially in that era, there was no awareness like you have an ecosystem today. Like here today, anybody doing any business calls themselves an entrepreneur or right. a co-founder. It's, it's sexy because that's the term. But in our time, everything was business. So Dhirubhai Ambani was a businessman running a very large company called Reliance. I was also a businessman running a very chotu business center. All business. So like today, you are just taking labels and slicing and dicing the data in a different way. Secondly, for us, okay, card to which likha hai. So kya fark padta? Are you making money? How much money are you making? Ground reality. Ground is the ground. And only thing I was very clear is service industries. So that's my strength. Okay, so I was very clear that if my strength is service, I will not. Get into manufacturing because I don't have the mindset. If I get into manufacturing, I should, I would get in with a partner who handles manufacturing and I handle the sales part of it. So by default, most of the businesses I got in are service businesses. And in service business, the challenge is there is nothing physical I can show you. So I have to sell you a story, I have to sell you a concept, and that came naturally to me because I was I am I think I'm a born storyteller. So maybe not born storyteller, but because I've read so much stories, in effect, that's that's my DNA. That's one thing that I've noticed since we have connected. Uh, you have a way of telling stories. um to re- replies to questions or it could be just you on stage yeah, so i think last few months i have come to a relation that if you ask me who am i i'm a storyteller <laughs> so maybe i should update my profile with kahani kar or storyteller something cool but i in essence i'm a sales person every every sales person is a storyteller every storyteller is a sales person it's a blood